Welcome, everyone. It is, of course, a new week here on the Political Panda program. So happy you all could join me here on the program. Surly is a fantastic Monday. We have a absolutely packed show today. So very, very exciting about that. Or I guess I hope it's packed. I don't know. I guess I haven't really talked about everything, but it, you know, we have a good amount of stuff for today. And I'm course we're going to go over the 60 minutes interview a little bit here with joe biden and asking the one major question that i think we all should be asking once we hear uh some of these clips uh we'll also go into uh, uh you know a little bit of some stuff about the new digital dollar that could be coming out soon wondering asking us questions what the hell gavin newsom is doing and a federal court does something good in protecting the rights of everyone to say what they want to say because screw you, idiots. Anyway, of course, Wednesday is the big day here on the show, as it will be episode 100 dropping in the morning, hopefully. It's going to be a huge day for that. Of course, I have talked about it a good bit. I've talked about it last week. It is going to be a huge, huge, huge episode. I mean, not like super long, but it's going to be, or at least it's going to be a fun episode. It was a lot of fun to record it. I wish it could have been longer, but do some some uh, scheduling stuff. It had to be a bit shorter than I wanted to, but it's still a fantastic, fantastic episode 100, and I really do think you'll enjoy it. Subscribe down below, turn on that notification bell on YouTube if that's where you listen, or on the different platforms, turn on notifications there, or follow on Twitter and True Social to uh, so that you'll be fully aware when that episode drops on Wednesday. But... Of course, starting with the opening clip for today, we'll start off with a clip from, uh, from the actual, uh, uh, from the actual 60 Minutes interview, and then we'll go into a little bit more, we have, a, uh, like, two other clips from it, I believe, and we, we've just got to ask some very, very simple questions. Who, who, who allowed this? Because this is terrible. Mr. President, as you know, last Tuesday, the annual inflation rate came in at 8.3%. The stock market nosedived. People are shocked by their grocery bills. What can you do better and faster? Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. Inflation rate month to month was just, um, uh, uh, just an inch, hardly at all. You're not arguing that 8.3 is good news. No, I'm not saying it is good news, but it was 8.2 or 8.2 before. I mean, it's not, you're, maybe I can make it sound like all of a sudden, my God, it went to 8.2%. It's, it's the highest inflation rate, Mr. President, in 40 years. I got that. But guess what we are? We're in a position where for the last several months, it hasn't spiked. It has just barely, it's been basically even. Mr. President. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Uh he's just so he's just so terrible at this. I mean, I love I love this top comment. Sir, your house burned down last week, but the good news is no further burning since last week. And then someone below it. To be accurate, your house burned down last week. Though we didn't put out the fire, the good news is that the damage this week only added slightly to the loss so far. Yep. Yeah. It's not bad. Remember, guys, it, it only went up an inch. An inch? That's still terrible. I don't want that. Fuck out of here, idiot. All right, at my current job right now at Walmart, I would get for dinner 
a singular corn dog. And you know how much that corn dog cost? A dollar. You know how much it costs now? A dollar and 14 cents. This is an outrage. Okay, everywhere I go, prices have increased. And I noticed, okay, at McDonald's, if you order through the app, you can get a free 10-piece ch chicken McNugget. And this isn't even sponsored, by the way. This is just me being me. But you can also get a large fry because it'd be like get free nuggets and then like this, like if you spend over like three dollars. So if you bought a large fry, it would equal out to like, I think, four dollars in total. Or it was like, yeah, it was like four dollars. Exactly. It'd be like perfect to get a large fry and fucking nuggets. Now it's like a bit more than four dollars. And I'm like, what the hell? I I wanted to only pay four dollars because that's great. Deals are deals, people. You know, it, it's... Uh, it, who agreed for this interview to do this? Why? Who at the White House is like, yeah, let's do this interview. Let, let's, let's do this interview. I'm sure nothing, nothing will go wrong. You know, like nothing possibly could go absolutely wrong. And that he isn't going to make an absolute ass of himself. Seriously. But, of course, it, it, it gets worse. Okay? It, it gets... I mean, I, I guess this clip, actually... You know what? This is the first good news of the clip. Uh, so, this was in the interview. They were walking on the show floor, it looks like, of, I believe, the Detroit Auto Show. Yes, the Detroit Auto Show, which is uh, incredible. I'm, and so, it's a very short clip, but we'll, we'll go ahead. And it's good news for everyone, apparently. Mr. President, first Detroit Auto Show in three years. Yeah. Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's But the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. And so I think it's changing, and I think this is a perfect example of it. Dude, watching these clips just hurts. Not for you guys, because you don't have to see the visuals. So you you guys, honestly, you, you should be glad you don't have to see any of the visuals for any of these clips. Because I'm genuinely telling you, having to watch Joe Biden's face look like it's being, like, strung up by, like, a bunch of, like, wires and string is just terrifying on so many levels. He looks like he's asleep, but yet he's talking. And I'm kind of scared. Because I'm just sitting here... And going, what in the fuck is going on? Like, what what is even happening? That's what I want to know. What what is even going on in this man's mind? I'm I'm just imagining it's just ice cream in there. His mind is literally ice cream, melting everywhere and getting a mess. Just making a mess, just everywhere, just everywhere. Oh man, but but it gets worse because. Of course, obviously, we talked about it last week, Ukraine's making big strides, really pushing, uh, you know, ru the Russians out. And I, I think my stance on Ukraine has slightly changed. You know, I used to be like, hey, you know, let's quit sending money there for right now. And I still am a bit stingy about it. But my, my whole thing about it right now is, you know, if they're going to, if they need this bit of money right now to just push them out and just get rid of them, that's fine, because let's just end this goddamn thing so certain things around the world can just stop being so stupid and silly, alright? Their little Ukraine flag nonsense. Well, anyway, of course, the big talk right now among a lot of people is, well, you know, 
it seems that the uh, that Putin's being backed into a corner, and a lot of people are thinking he might, you know, use a nuke to, you know, change the tide of the war. Well, of course, in the same 60-minute interview, here is, of course, Joe Biden's response to said question. As Ukraine succeeds on the battlefield, Vladimir Putin is becoming embarrassed and pushed into a corner. And I wonder, Mr. President, what you would say to him if he is considering using chemical or tactical nuclear weapons. Don't. Don't. It would change the face of war unlike anything since World War II. And the consequences of that would be what? I'm what would the U.S. response that. be? You think I would tell you if I knew exactly what it would be? Of course I'm not going to tell you. It would be consequential. They'll become more of a pariah in the world than they ever have been. And depending on the extent of what they do, will determine what response would occur. Okay. So I will I will say this. It, it's it might have been hard to hear. You might have to turn up the volume a little bit. That's just the way the sixty minutes supposed to clip and how just softly Biden was talking. It's not like they're you know, it's not like he's talking like directly into a microphone, it's just like a little like lab type microphone, I guess. Or it's like one of the microphones that's like put further above like the frame of the camera. Don't exactly know which kind they did for this one. I don't really see one on his lapel, so I think they did the overtop microphone. Um so if you didn't really hear what he's trying to say is essentially, you know, uh, so the interviewee, I don't even remember what the fuck his name is, because I honestly just do not care. Oh, there, Scott, Scott Pelly, whatever. Anyway, it didn't, doesn't really matter. But, so, he asked the question, you know, what if he uses, you know, chemical weapons or a nuclear, you know, nuclear bomb? And, of course, Biden's, re Biden's first response is don't. He says that three times, repeatedly getting slowly quieter and quieter. And of course, you could take you could take what he later says as you know oh, I'm not gonna tell you I don't really know what we're gonna do. it's like you could take it in a few different ways of either a Biden doesn't want to let things out of the bag and he's actually you know using his mind a little bit or or b he genuinely actually doesn't know what they're gonna do if, if he launches a nuke and he's genuinely that incompetent. Now I'm leaning towards somewhere in the middle where it's still just ice cream up there. But he has some idea, but for the most part, it's, oh, ice cream in Matlock. Oh, boy. I'm going to have a good time when I go home. You know, like, oh, 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 God damn it, man. God fucking damn it. Like, here, here's the thing. What if a nuclear war were to break out? You know, what what exactly is, you know, what are we what are we looking at? You know, cuz obviously we have to we have to think of this possibility now. You know, because like all people out there, I'm under the age of 25. I know shocker for people who have not listened to the show. I know shocker. I'm not over the age of 25. I'm still on the draft. So, exactly, you know, how many how how many people are we looking, you know, for casualty-wise if we're If we're looking at something like that, well, thanks to uh, people over at Princeton, a, a researchers at Princeton's program on science and global security created a simulated war using realistic nuclear weapon positions, targets, uh, if, and fatality estimates to show the consequences that a nuclear war would have on both countries and the world. 
According to the project's website, the simulation scenario predicted 91.5 million casualties with 34.1 million dead and 57.4 million injured. The deaths from the million, uh, from the fallout and the other long-term effects would significantly increase the estimate the project's video noted. In the scenario, Russia would fire the first shot to prevent a U.S.-NATO advance. Within three hours, the researchers estimated 2.6 million people would be, or 2.6 million casualties, or like immediate casualties. 480 weapons of new, of mass destruction or again, nuclear weapons would be fired. 300 from Russia, 180 from NATO. Targets would include NATO bases across Europe. Uh, researchers determined that after Europe was destroyed, warheads would be launched from the, uh, the U.S. Within 45 minutes of that launch, they estimated 3.4 mil uh, million immediate casualties. So, yeah. So, could be interesting here is, first off, okay, how, how many died in World War II? I have to, I have to remember right offhand. How many people died in World War II just in total? Okay, so in total for World War II, in total it's estimated between 40 to 50 million people. So just just in total for this, it'll be almost twice that, basically. It'll be basically twice of World War II. And, and to be honest, the you know, I, I, love, I mean, here's the thing. I love this sort of idea of speculating behind it. But I've got to be honest, that's the biggest risk always has been, that's what always has been the biggest risk with, like, doing nuclear bombs, is once the Russians got them, in, like, the, I think it was the 19, it was, like, late, it was, like, 1950s, I believe is when it was, like, it was this whole thing of, you know, the U.S. held this nuclear monopoly for a good while, and then all of a sudden Russia had the bombs then, because of the stolen secrets and whatnot, and so it's just like, fuck, God damn it, because it was like, well, now, you know, our biggest, like, threat that we held over their head is now gone, because it's like, hey, if you don't, you know, shut up, you know, we can just nuke your ass, and what are you gonna do? You can't do anything when you're fucking dead from all the fallout. And so, it, it's, it just became this sort of thing of, alright, you know, it's, it's now, a, you know, it's part of the MAD agreement, where it's mutually assured destruction, like, you do it, and... You're fucked, idiot. Like, we're, we're gonna launch right as you do it. Like, we're monitoring every single second, making sure that as soon as those nukes go off, you know, you're fucked. So, it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. It's a big history thing. It, it, truly, if you want, go and wa really do, like, watch some stuff on the Cold War, and that will really give you a lot of info on it. But, yeah. Uh, it could be interesting, but like I said, uh, it's, it's interesting to speculate on these things. Do I see it happening? Not really. I mean, because it's, it's one of those things that's like, you have to be willing to take a risk because you know that as soon as you launch that, it's game over. Like it is, it is game over and you have just committed to the biggest either mistake or victory, depending on how you see things. So, uh, so over, of course, these past few years, retail theft has uh, taken to been taken to new heights. Of course, it's uh, been a major challenge for retail and law enforcement. Of course, 
you know, it, it's it's been kind of weird to just see. But according to the National Retail Security Survey, the total loss of stolen goods hit was 94.5 billion by the end of 2021, uh, which was up from the 90.8 in 2020, which is of course a bit of a, a bit of an increase, just, just a little bit of an increase. Of course, you know it's not surprising. There's been a lot more shoplifting, a lot more theft from a lot of different places. You know how people are. I mean, even in my store where I live in literally the Midwest, there's people that are constantly stealing stuff. I think, you know, at least multiple times per week, at least, you know, if I'm not, you know, standing up at the door because we're short-staffed, then I usually find at least a few stolen packages either behind things or just in front of things from just all different areas of the store of people just stealing things just all, all the time. So... It's it's not really surprising. I've seen so many of it. It's really weird when people steal like pill bottles because some people are like, they'll steal like just the pills but leave the bottle and everything, or they'll take the actual bottle. It's just confusing how people do these things, or why. I think I've seen makeup basically go missing now. There, there's a lot of stuff, different electronic items. It's it's a lot of stuff. It it is. A lot, a lot of stuff. And it, it's, you know, it, it's really kind of concerning, but also kind of disappointing in the amount of people that still, you know, that do it. But, I I mean, it's been around for centuries now at this point, ever since stores have existed. There's always people trying to steal stuff from a store. It's never, never ceases to amaze. It always happens. So, uh, of course... It's just, just the way, the way our world is. It, it, I mean, it, that's just really how it is. Our, our world always just be very much a sort of theft world of rob from the stores and take different things. Because people want all the things. Well, more on President uh, Joe Budden, of course. President Joe, a little bit of ice cream for brains, but... He finally did admit something uh, as of uh, on Friday. He finally admitted that he never got arrested when he attempted to visit the uh, South African president, Nelson Mandela, while he was in prison, uh, despite claiming this multiple times on the campaign trail. Uh, Biden reflected on a meeting with Mandela during his Friday remarks with South African president uh, Cyril Ramphosa, which as he visited the White House, the event took place in 1990 during the Mandela's first visit to the U.S. And, of course, you know, there's a whole story about him, you know, visiting him and everything, you know, would meet, and then would visit in prison. But, uh, of course, the administration has previously said that, the, that they were not accurate. But you know what? Finally, he himself has finally admitted that, nope, he, he, he did not, in fact, go and get arrested while trying to meet Nelson Mandela. I know. I know. A bit of a Mandela effect here, as one would might say. But uh, I'm afraid, Mr. President, you did not... Uh, you didn't meet the... The, uh, the great magical wizard in the sky. Maybe that's who he meant. 
Who knows? Who who honestly knows anymore? So I think this is something to kind of talk about. So people on Twitter, uh, this was trending last time I had seen it when I was making the program for today. Yep, it's still trending. So there's currently a uh, a a trend for a full on uh, it's currently being it's called hail Trump, as Twitter put it, and I'll re- I'll read what Twitter put. Attendees at a rally for former President Donald uh, Trump in Youngstown, Ohio, participated in a one-finger salute, which many are comparing to the Nazi Sieg Hale salute. That's right. You know, we're comparing... We're comparing... Keep in mind, okay, I links to the actual articles down below where you can actually see photos of this shit. Okay, here's, here's the thing. I'm looking at these photos... And I'm just seeing a bunch of people holding fingers in the air. And the first thought, the first thought that came in my mind is the full on, uh, like, it's like the, the Hunger Games, you know, like when they do the whole, like, kiss on the mouth and like that kind of thing. Like, where they're, that's like the angle that I'm seeing in these pictures. Like, no one, not really anybody that I'm seeing in these images are going like, Full out, like, hail to the, you know, to freaking a fascist here. And I love in this absolutely leftist article, by the way, it is completely garbage. I only used it because it's at least able to show off some different things. But, uh, but, so here, here's the thing. I, as a person who's on the right, as as most people would figure at this point, I don't really know what the fuck QAnon is. I'm gonna be really fucking honest. I had to look up and read, like, a Wikipedia article that I'm guaranteeing is not at all, like, really the most, like, objective thing. But I've just, I've never understood what QAnon even is. I've heard about it. I've, like, seen things about it. And I've always heard of being, like, a laughingstock on social media, but I've never actually understood what the fuck it means. Apparently there's some sort of, like, theme thing. I don't really know. I don't really care about that part of it. The main thing I, I love in here is some of the tweets, okay? So this is from a person who has a, a Ukrainian flag in their Twitter bio, or in their Twitter name, uh, by the way, of course. And so apparently it was, a, I guess, a, what, a former, former maybe, like, judge or something? I don't... He's from Florida because his pin tweet is a... My resignation letter to Governor DeSantis. Uh, oh, he resigned from the commissioner and vice chair for the 12th... Whatever, buddy. Who cares? Anyway, uh, his tweet read out, The people at Nazi rallies in the 1930s were told their country was going to hell. The leaders were weak. There, uh, there were forces secretly controlling the government behind the scenes. And the only man... Who uh, could only one man could save them, leading a nationalist movement to fight the socialist and communist. You you do realize? Do, does nobody understand what the hell Nazi fucking stands for? I'm gonna spell out what the hell Nazi stands for real quick. Nazi stands for National Socialist Workers Party. You know where socialists fall on the actual like you know, like, chart here, 
fascist. I know, it's shocking. You, you ever see like the like the political compass thing and you just look at it and you go, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense because it just uh it doesn't it doesn't add up. So like here, I'll I'll pull up an image of it for myself. So obviously on their chart obviously it's made by liberals, so everything is. But so if you look at the actual like the actual test, right? And I have it pulled up here. Usually they put, obviously, that if you are more likely, you know, like, a authoritarian, you know, sort of Nazi figure, then you are on the right. But a socialist is obviously not on the right. National Socialist Workers' Party is not on the right. It is on the left. On the left, you're more likely to have very much a sort of People who are authoritarian and are going to go down a few different ways. You're either going to go down a bit more of a communist route or a bit of a, of a Nazi route. That's basically how I can put it for you because that's sort of how the best way you can sort of picture it. Because on the right, the very much extreme is very much a sort of, I, I guess, I really wouldn't exactly know how to put it. But the overall like way of looking at it is very much... If you're on the very far, far left, you're kind of in a two-camp system of you're either a little bit of a Nazi uh, in that kind of sort of fascism kind of way, where you're not really about the communism kind of thing, but you're, you're more about fascism that way, or you're a very much a communist in that sort of part. It's very hard pressed to put Nazi as a right-wing ideology, as it just... It just wouldn't add up, I'm afraid, and from movements of other people, it also wouldn't add up. So, yeah. Of course, we have the Lincoln Project, a useless organization. The new way to point at a fascist. Not, okay, where have I seen that before? Showing a picture of uh, saluting Nazis. Uh, and then, of course, right below that, I love this one. This one's great. I, I love this one. Actually, there's a Talhide, or basically, there's, a, there's an ISIS thing where they hold up a gesture that's just word number one. Holy fuck, you're telling me that there's other places? Yeah, you know where else that, that shit's used? China, dumbass. Have you ever heard Chinese people talk, like, that are actually, like, you know, like, even like, a few years ago, who are fully in, like, the communist propaganda movement? They're like, China number one, China number one. Like, they'll do that shit, okay? They'll, they'll do that shit, too. A lot of people that want to be the best will do that shit. ISIS, of course, are going to think they're number one. China, of course, are going to think they're number one. America, we also try to think that we're number one in objective ways. Holy fuck. It, oh, my goodness. You're telling me a terrorist organization would think they're number one as well? My God, it's diabolical. Phew. You know, I kind of want to play this clip. I really, I really just want to hear this because apparently this is, apparently like this is the whole music thing that they're talking about. And I, you know, I want to hear it. I, I haven't actually heard this clip at all. So let, let, you know what, let's, let's hear this. Irregularities and fraud. And we have a president who is cognitively impaired and in no condition to lead our country, which may end up in World War III. We are a nation that no longer has a free press and has no fair press any longer.
I, I don't get it. The the music underneath. What? Huh? What the what, what what the fuck was that? Not talking about the speech, but like this the music. That's what you guys think is QAnon? I I'm lost. I, I I'm really, really lost. I actually am like I need help because I feel I feel like I have genuinely lost brain cells from just reading that tweet. How the fuck is that music QAnon? It's not like President Trump was in the same, you know, like, camp, you know, like, in the front of Independence Hall with two bright red lights with fucking two military behind him. Like, I, I'm, I'm really confused. Like, the song just sounded like a song that you would use as, like, a very, like, somber song. Like, I, I feel like I've heard that song before in a YouTube video when they're playing something, like, sad for, like, history or something just somber. You know, like, in a, like, a movie. But of course, this I love the way New York Times. They're they're so they're so great at this. Well, uh, so he gave a dark address about the decline of America. Yeah, it has been a bit of a decline. Hold on. All right, terribly, terribly sorry about that. Bit of a pause there. Had to answer a call from my, from my father asking me a question. Um, so, obviously, the New York Times, getting right back into it here, uh, called it a dark address about the decline of America. Well, no shit, America's been declining. I mean, do you guys look outside? I don't touch grass often, right? I, I don't go outside often, because I, I, I don't know if you've seen what this world looks like. Seriously, I, I opened up Twitter, and I, there's an account I followed called Clown World, and I just see a man in fucking, you know, like, a dog BDSM mask. And I'm just like, uh, uh, yeah, no, uh, I don't, I uh, no thank, no thank you. So, yeah, I, uh, yeah, of course, I, even in this article, this terrible, probably article, uh, I, I just, I don't get this QAnon theme song thing. I really don't. Believe me, I. From from the theory, the theory, this kind of thing I read about QAnon, I'm not not really like seeing a good point to support it. One of the things on the actual Wikipedia article for QAnon, I I, I literally typed in what is like QAnon onto Google, you know, just normal standard things to do. And I the, obviously I went to just the Wikipedia page because I just wanted like just something general about it. And so the funny thing in here is I'm, I want to highlight one one sentence. It, okay, so right here, there's this sentence here. I don't really care about the later part of the sentence because I think that part's wrong. But this part right here, the core of QAnon theory is that a cabal of satanic cannibalistic sexual abusers of uh, sexual abusers of children operating a global child sex trafficking ring. So essentially, like, the whole idea is that, you know, there's people in high power places that are doing sexual stuff, that are abusing children in sort of a large ring. Now, obviously, a few years ago, like, you know, maybe back in, like, 2018, 2019, you know, that just sounds like a theory. But in the, in the year 2022... 
Are we just forgetting that Jeffrey Epstein ever happened? Are, are we just supposed to forget that that happened? Like, I haven't forgot. You know, Jeffrey Epstein is my 9-11. Like, it's something I'm never gonna forget. Like, I will continue to bring up Jeffrey Epstein in that, in that book of contacts of people that all need to be ridden. Okay? So, I'm not gonna sit here and just say, Oh, you know, it's, you know, it, 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 Jeffrey Epstein, if, if, if January 6th can be claimed to be the new 9-11, anything can be claimed to be the new 9-11. And I claim right here, right now on 9-19-2022 that Jeffrey Epstein is, in fact, the new 9-11 because it is something we cannot and should not forget. It shouldn't be one of the things that disappears from the eyes. It should be what uh what uh what anybody uh should know it should be something everybody should know everybody should know the stories of people who had to suffer through what they did just to just to show what what truly goes on at the top i i love this part uh let's see even going further down in this uh qanon also complained that trump's uh stimulated the conspiracy of the Blah, 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 election, which is just dumb. A lot of this down here. QAnon is described as anti-Semitic. I, I, due to its faith. I don't think they're anti-Semitic because they don't like George Soros. I think that's just a claim that you make, Wikipedia writer. I don't like George Soros either, but I, I love Ben Shapiro, who's also a Jew, so I... I don't know where that puts me on your Nazi scale. So, yeah. Oh, is this where Pizzagate came from? What even is this? The, the, I, I actually, like, I'm just so, so curious. Pizzagate connected Comet Ping Pong to a fictitious child sex ring? Oh, uh, okay. I've never actually, I've always heard about Pizzagate, but I've never actually heard of it. Yeah, I I just here's the thing. I I just there's so much in here about this and I, I personally I I don't think it's a good thing, but like people are going to do what they want to do. People believe some crazy ass shit. Like that's just how people are. People have been believing in crazy ass shit for how long now? What? Thousands of years? Bro, I mean, come on, think think about how, like, life has changed for people to where the fact that they, like, think, like, of Pizzagate or fucking, you know, a child sex ring, chemtrails, putting chemicals in the water, they're turning the frickin' frogs gay, like, you know, all sorts of crazy stuff. People say some dumbass shit, alright? I, I think, I think that's the whole, whole thing here of what we can really realize about the nature of, you know, human beings is human beings can say some crazy and some dumbass shit. I mean, I there's a, there's a clip that I seen. I think it was in a when I think it was from a video of where Ben Shapiro was reacting to some TikToks that were wild. And one these these two like very clearly like liberal like people, you could tell by their outfits that they were like uh, the, the, so the lady asked them, do you think the world is flat? And they go, well, yeah, it's flat. 
And, and the one girl starts going in about a story where she goes, yeah, my, my uncle was a, he was a fisherman and he, he went out one day, sailed across, sailed past that point. Never see him again. We believe he fell off the fucking earth. It's like, what? Huh? And you can just see the interview lady after it. Don't know what the fuck did I just hear? Like, the clip is wild. I'm not doing it justice, because it's been a long time since I've seen that clip. But it's in one of the volumes where Ben reacts to TikToks, and it is the most wild thing I think I've ever heard. It is crazy. It is crazy. Speaking of crazy people, Gavin Newsom. I, I genuinely am confused at what, what he's doing. Like, I, I just I just don't know. Like, I actually don't know because I think he's doing a little bit of projecting in this tweet. Obviously, over, I think what I think this was last week, at the end of last week, uh, Gavin Newsom tweeted at Ron DeSantis with this. Hey, at Ron, uh, hey, at Gov Ron DeSantis, clearly you're struggling, distracted, and busy playing politics with people's lives. Since you have only one overriding need, attention, let's take this up and debate. I'll bring my hair gel, you bring your hairspray, name time before election day. Here's the thing. What the fuck does that even mean? Gavin, you're not on the ballot in Florida, and Ron DeSantis isn't on the ballot in fucking California. What kind of fucking debate is this? And the only reason this has kind of been put out there is quote tweeted another nobody I've never heard of. Oh, it's basically the same as me, where it's literally, here's an idea for Chris Lick, uh, the new head of CNN. Set up a, date, a debate between, not date, but a debate between Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis, two governors of big states, potential presidential nominees, primetime ratings, I bet, would be huge. No, it wouldn't. Who would care? It's CNN. No one cares even when they had Trump on. They don't, like, no one cares about this shit. I don't care. I don't even watch TV. I would only play clips of it and just let other fuckers deal with this. Who would want to watch this? That sounds boring and dumb as shit. What are they debating over? Debating over what? Which state does a better job keeping the lights on and the temperature cool? Who Whose state actually has some water they can actually use and drink and not have to put restrictions in place? A place where they don't, you know, abuse children all the time, all the way throughout the medical industry? Like, I'm, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Killing babies at the age of 20? Like, what is it with you? I I, I want to know, Gavin. What is it? Like, this man thinks he's running for president in the year 2022. Bro, I, I would be careful with Gavin Newsom. This guy is so power hungry. I, I, would, I would warn against Joe Biden being anywhere near this bastard. Because you know, second, this, this snake, this absolute snake, you even get close to him. Bro, he'd fucking push Joe Biden and be like, whoopsies, oh my goodness, oh my god, he can't run for re-election now, oh my god. Like, you know, this absolute can of a Barbie doll. But of course, uh, of course, Gavin uh, Newsom was actually mocked by one of his former staffers saying uh, this. One of the form, uh, fundamental rules of politics is that the one person who demands debates is the person losing arguments. Disclosure X Newsom staffer. So, yeah. Not really so free when you gotta, you know, do a lot of stuff like that. You know, we gotta restrict your water. We don't got enough water. We gotta restrict your power because we don't... It seems that you're you're distracted, Newsom. 
you know, we're, why aren't you updating your grid? Why aren't you, you know, why aren't you putting, spending money wisely instead of wasting it on garbage programs that aren't getting you shit or anywhere? I, I just, you know, it, it seems like Ron, it seems like Ron DeSantis seems to have his whole, his whole, like, spiel, you know, figured out. It seems with you, you're bouncing all over the place, trying to hopefully make it so that you're famous enough like him, so that you can actually, you know, become president, because that's what you clearly want. This guy's, like, begging for it. He's, like, a slut for power. Bro, he is, like, wanting, like, just the massive dick of power just in his mouth and just everywhere. Just absolutely slobbering him everywhere. He wants so much power. It's crazy. Well, it seems that, uh, you know, obviously, the White House really wants to get away from this, you know, from you being able to have privacy over your money and, you know, them, you know, not really being able to, you know, just instantly deduct what they need to, you know, that kind of stuff. It's always fun. As they really want, they're moving closer to developing a digital currency for the U.S. to help it strengthen its national role as a global financial leader and not at all a way to just absolutely crush you so that you'll never have any privacy and that they can control everything and every little thing and see everything that you buy and truly, really just see all of you degenerate ass out there. Anyway, it's so fun, right? Of course, uh, they released a framework outlining the uh, regulation of digital assets, including cryptocurrency, other items of value that exist only in digital form. The framework includes ways to make the handling of these assets easier to ensure the digital asset space is resistant to fraud. Well, of course, they really do want this. I mean, they really, really want this, and this is part of, of course, the Great Reset, of course. And they, they did release this, a fact sheet. Oh, I love fact sheets. They're so much fun because they really, really love, love this. You know, this is what they want. Because they they realize that they, you know, we can't have them going off and doing this stuff. We, we need to make sure that we can have an equity, you know, sort of thing. And it's so, so, so much fun to just have all of their... All of their just horrific ideas of just the Great Reset just slowly but surely creeping their head out and just coming true all across this nation. It's... It is scary, to say the least. Uh, but yes, of course, the, the future, who knows? I mean, it, it's it, basically, if they go through with this, it will be the death of the U.S. dollar as a whole, and it will just be digital, digital dollars for everyone. All of your money will be gone. You'll have a certain amount of time probably to turn in all of your money, and it'll be transferred over into these accounts. And that is the end of it. So if your account gets hacked, well, you're shit out of luck, buddy. I'm sorry, but should have kept better track of your digital dollar. You get, like, a new card, I'm going to guess, you know, and be the bank of gov, where we have all control over your digi-dollars. Uh, well, god dang it, inflation's gone up. I guess we'll just have to take a bunch of money from everybody, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll sort this out. We know what's better to do with your money instead of you, you know. Obviously, because we know how to spend money way better than anyone else has ever spent money, of course. Well, of course, now, last week, uh, Ron DeSantis, really, really big in the news, I guess, right now, 
he obviously sent, you know, the 50, 50 migrants on those planes up to Martha's Vineyard. You know, the, the rich's vacation spot. Or the rich people island. You know, that one. And so, the whole thing has been, you know, very public, very publicized. Now, of course, the whole thing here that's confusing about the story is that, you know... People are, it's supposed to be a sanctuary city, you know, it's supposed to be a place where people can go and they'll be treated humanely. But, but, but according to this, they've all been already, already deported as they've been deported to, to a military base. Because, you know, it was a humanitarian crisis for the, the 50. And of course they had to deport them off the very, very prestigious island to a nearby military base. Instead of you know, you you know the 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 fantastic island where all of them, all of them were. Because you know, that would just be terrible. You know why why would we do such a thing? That would be so terrible. You know we because we don't want to, have to spend the money to actually take take care of people. Because that's that's ridiculous. You know, that, that, that would be silly. Why would we ever do such a thing? That, we would never tell people that we just need you to take care of the problem and not us take care of the problem. Because it's better when you do it, but we don't need to. Obviously. You know, you just need to be more humane to immigrants. You know, those illegal immigrants, uh, but we're, we're being super humane to them and we're sending them to you because you are a sanctuary city. We're not. You you want these people here, you know. You want to be able to treat them and well, well, ah, uh, was I really saying that? Are you sure you heard me correctly? No, I'm pretty sure that's what you told us for not being humane enough. Ah, well, ah, uh, mm. yeah, it doesn't work out. Does not work out. Well, as many people know, SNL. You know, for a lot of people, it's always been said, you know, it's not as good as it used to be. I obviously don't ever watch SNL. I think the last, really the only times I've ever actually seen SNL was in like 2016 during that election and the whole like Jimmy Fallon being Trump kind of thing, being somewhat funny for like a short period of time and then it getting old immediately. And I really haven't watched much since, but so, of course, and a lot of people have always gone around saying, well, you know, SNL just isn't very funny anymore, and, you know, they're too political. I've actually watched a video on that, and it's not the case. It's just back then, it probably wasn't as bad. Like, the political jokes were there. It just wasn't as, you know, bad as it is now. That was my, my big guess. But, so, the whole thing, though, over is, well, how do you... How how do you make, you know, things maybe better? Well, guys, I've got it. You bring on the very first ever non-binary cast member. I'm sure that is how you, you really get everybody back. Yes, I'm not kidding. Um, so Molly Canary will become the first non-binary cast member for the 48th season of Saturday Night Live. She uses gender-neutral programs or pronouns 
has appeared in Amazon's A League of Their Own. And yes, that's right. I I just I just don't understand. Like this this is like the whole thing with like the oh here comes Disney with more openly gay characters. It's like who cares anymore? I'm I'm gonna be real honest. As just a person who just wants good entertainment, uh, I'm I'm gonna keep it real with you. I just don't care. Like I I think I'll just go back to just playing on like the Steam Deck or my PC or just watching like other content. Like I think I'm good, man. Like I'll just go back to playing you know some stuff on the deck. Like I think I'm good. You know, per personally, I think I'm good. It, it this is like like why. Why, why, why is this like the biggest news for anybody now? Like, is it just to show that, hey, hey, we're, we're woke too, guys. Guys, don't forget about us, SNL. You know, people who haven't been relevant in years. Hi, we're still here. Yeah, we know Pete Davidson isn't here anymore. You know, like the highest profile person we've had in like the last few years who like has left SNL, not counting Elon Musk being on the show to host that one time. But, oh, hi. Yeah, we're still here. Look at us. Hey, check out this new person we got. She's so amazing. Or, actually, they are so amazing. Yeah. She's in... See, I, I can't even do it. I fuck up the pronoun thing all the time. And I bet that's how they do it. It's like, we've got this person who's non-binary. Yeah. And, and it's just like, okay, guys... Like, but are you guys going to do anything funny or, like, new or, you know, have inter interesting, like, sketches? No, not really. Uh, are you sure you're not going to do anything exciting? No. All right. Well, all right, well, I'll, I'll come back again next year, I guess. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll see, see what, see, see what happens. Well, of course, uh, this this article from from the Atlantic just I I don't I don't even know the memes how memes led to an insurrection. Uh, so of course. This is, of course, talking about Jan 6 and how a meme war spilled out into the streets of D.C. <gasps> My goodness. Yes, like all the other meme wars that have happened. What What's the issue with targeting memes? Okay, there are memes for everybody, every person, every creed. Watch, I'll open up my Reddit right now because it's just where I browse. You know, I, I look at, you know, different stuff, keep up with different communities. How, how far down until I have to hit, like, one of the many meme communities on, on Reddit? people like ones that i follow okay look i are i already reached it i reached r slash history memes and i've barely scrolled even like a few so i i, I mean here here's the issue like we're all there we all watched it happen memes of course are going to be part of first off I love the tagline here. A president who understood the power of means was able to send thousands of people into a battle against democracy itself. First off, you have to understand how memes. That should be a big part of 
you know your your platform at this point you got to understand memes you got to you got to understand that people want the memes that's what they want and i mean think about this the white house tried to use people from tiktok to get out their propaganda think about that like you have to use in the know to get out what people like the information you want people to know to control that information come on don't you understand how like propaganda and information and stuff like that works don't don't you literally understand anything atlantic don't you are you like a propaganda wing practically as a media outlet don't you understand that my goodness they just don't understand well a massive victory was reached on uh actually back on september 16th but this is a fantastic win for us all this is of course a full-on, uh, what is this? I believe it is, uh, so it's HB 20, which was signed last year in Texas, which generally prohibits platforms with over 50 million monthly U.S. users from censoring them based on their viewpoints. The uh, CCIA, uh, or the CCIA, and NetChoice, artists representing social media companies, urged that aspects of this law were unconstitutional, but failed to convince the court as officially the fifth uh, district, I believe is what it was. Yeah, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals actually preserved the law and it will keep it in. So, yes, if you are in Texas, your actual, uh, your actual, like, free speech is even stronger than the rest of the country for big tech now, as, uh, I'm still probably gonna be on the hook for that extremism episode. I actually haven't even really checked in on stuff. Has anything horrible happened? Are you still giving me a warning, YouTube? Yeah, but it still still has the warning, e even though... I guess maybe it's just because it has to... I I've got to wait like a whole 90 plus days. So yes, please, please subscribe over uh, on audio everywhere, please. Really, it really helps out a ton. And hopefully, you know, you, we can we can keep... Keep this show alive, please. Uh, so, yeah, huge win for everyone out in free speech land known as America. Hopefully for uh, a bit of a future time. Well, keeping in with that great reset, why, does, why do people in power have to just suck so hard? So, Klaus Schwab, for example, absolutely sucks hard. As, of course... Uh, you know, with the World Economic Forum, you know, it's this whole, well, everybody's gonna be wearing, you know, brain chips, and, like, to me, and, like, brain implants, I'm like, oh my god, cyberpunk stuff, like, yes, please, I got to watching that cyberpunk show, you know, Edge Runners, really good, watch it, please, and, and I was like, yeah, dude, all those implants, so cool, you know, cybernetic stuff, you know, all that cool stuff, and then, and then, and then you, and then you have stuff like this. Advancing very fast. But, can you imagine that in 10 years when we are sitting here, we have an implant in our uh, brains and um, I can immediately feel, because you all will have implants, I can, and we measure your, your brain waves, and I can immediately tell you how the people react, or I can feel uh, how the people react um, to your answers. Uh, is it imaginable? 
Um, I, I think that is imaginable. I think um, I, I think you know you can imagine that you can imagine well you're going to be sort of transplanted into you know the the internet so to speak to live forever in a digital realm. Uh, you know you can imagine that you know you just in your biological incarnation are going to live to be some you know very long age. Uh, yeah, like I said. Uh, why? Why does everything that sounds so cool on paper get fucking ruined? Like brain implants? Fuck yeah, dude, sign my ass up. But we're gonna measure all these brain waves and use them for other stuff that's nefarious. God damn it. Fucking hell, man. Why does everyone have to suck so much? You all fucking blow dude why can't just tech be cool okay the smartphone it's been around for so goddamn long now and yet it got ruined by a whole bunch of assholes that became greedy now you've got fucking wef over here the world economic forum who can shove a fucking brick up their ass being like yeah we're all gonna have brain implants you ain't gonna have privacy anymore you're you're gonna be happy you're not gonna own anything it's gonna be great and like fuck off Okay, just, I, I, I just, uh, like, I'm just pissed. But I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just so over it, dude. Tech just keeps getting ruined. Like, AIs could be super cool, right? AIs could be so fun, so cool, and woo! fucking stock just whoosh and it's just like god damn it like i find technology and new pieces of tech like that that people would find like scary like robotics all that kind of stuff super fucking cool and then whoosh everything goes to absolute hell because a bunch of assholes ruin it for the rest of us right it's like in those days in elementary school when somebody wouldn't confess up to what the bad shit that they did and the teacher would go all right I guess everybody's going to have to stay in instead of going to recess at lunch because and it'd be like, oh, come on, come on. What's the matter with you? Just admit it, you assholes. You're evil. You want to control people. You're hungry for power and you're a big, big, big fat piece of shit. And with that, that is, of course, the end of today's program. I'll catch you guys tomorrow for episode 99 of the show where we'll hopefully have maybe a bit of a lighter tone to end on. But, of course, subscribe, follow on Twitter and True Social, link to articles down below, and, of course, tune in Wednesday. It's very big to tune in Wednesday for episode 100 of the show. Very uh, guest sitting down with me for about an hour, having just random discussions, random fun. A lot of fun to celebrate 100 episodes here on the show. So please tune in for that. It is a really, really good episode, and it has a really funny ending that uh, maybe some of you can relate to. But anyway, I will see you all on Tuesday for the episode 99 of the Political Panda Program. See you tomorrow.